Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm Bravo Fox. Here now, the new. <laughs> Today it is episode 30 of season one of Challenge of the GoBots. It is Tarnished Image. We're back into an episode by Jeff and Kelly and yeah. David Schwartz. And David Schwartz also wrote the teleplay. And the last time on the GoBot Scooter, 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 Scooter's Holo Projector was uh, <laughs> damaged. And it began to malfunction just in time to help thwart Psykill's plan to steal the power suits. And in this episode, uh, we open... Like, like in the middle of a big chase scene. Yeah, we're having ourselves a good old fight out in space, and uh, Dr. Go is trying to fix the stealth device because Thruster is under attack by the command center. Not only is it under attack, it's like one blast away from being destroyed, and conveniently just before that blast, uh, Dr. No fixes the stealth device, and whoosh, they go, and they disappear. And kind of a scene that really didn't matter, but... We go back to Unicom headquarters and General Newcastle and Matt are talking to the Guardians about the Renegades. And for one shot, very wide shot, General Newcastle is like a white dude in a golf shirt. Yeah, I noticed that too. That's, that's where it ends, though. He's, he's back to his good old self here in a second. But, uh, exactly. But yeah. uh, then Psykill comes on the screen. And he says the Renegades, are, well, we're, we're saying, fuck it. You can have Earth. You can have Gobatron. We're going to go conquer someplace else. So goodbye forever. And nobody believes him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, sorry. Scooter does because he's an idiot. And I think Nick is in the background going, Dar! but um, <laughs> <laughs> we then go to the thruster and Psyche, or uh, Crasher and Copter are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe this shit, but Psykill tells them, oh, it's just the start of my latest scheme. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it turns out Dr. No has basically duplicated the stealth device into a very personal, like, uh, tiny device you can clip on your shoulder, and it's a holo projector. Yeah, you notice when he talks in this scene, his, his like, windshield lights up like Zemon's does, even though he yes. has a mouth, it's not moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're hologram things, and they can make them look like anything they want, but it's only an illusion. Like, remember he said that. And uh, Psykill asks, uh, can I look like Leader One? And then he... It sounds like he says, of course, what do I look like? Processed food? Like, <laughs> it, it sounds like what he says to me, anyway. Uh, well, he, he does. Not only does he look like Leader One, he sounds like Leader One. And this was maybe my favorite part of the episode is I can't tell if they had both actors. Okay, Leader One's voice or Psykill's voice as Leader One sounds like Leader One and Psykill talking at the exact same time. Yeah. But there's no echo or chorus effect. It's... It's perfectly matched. It, it's like they faded one into the other. Yeah. And then I think from that point on, it's like the guy that did Leader One's voice pretending to do Psykill's voice. Like he's imitating that character. I th- that's, that's what I thought it was. Or, yes, but it, it could be equally be the guy who does Psykill's voice. We should look up the voice actor. But yeah. the guy who does Psykill's voice Bernard something, uh, I know pretending to be Leader One with all that processing on it. So it's, uh, okay. it is really well done. I yeah. don't know which way it goes. I'm impressed. So props to the... The voice team on that one. It's impressive enough that Copter and Crasher fall for it, too. Yeah, they come in, and they're all set to let Leader One have it, but uh, Cycle calls them idiots, and... uh... (laughs) <laughs> they shut the thing off and when he's back to cycle he still has leader one's voice imitating his i think yeah, anyway he starts to explain the plan yeah and the plan turns out to be that dr no is going to send a fake distress call and this was another part of dr no's dialogue i couldn't understand it almost sounds he makes a fake distress call to the guardians and he's, he says hey we're a research research ship and it almost sounds like he says research ship Fightor? That's what I thought he said, too. Yeah, but which anyway, the uh, Guardians fall for this hook, line, and sinker, and 
all three of them get in command center and leave Earth. And uh, Turbo says this Sector 45 that they're going to is pretty far, but uh, Leader One's willing to risk it. So, yeah, the way they go. And uh, the Renegades watch the command center leave Earth. So I guess they're just watching, like, under their stealth device. And now it's time to ruin the Guardian's image, and Psykill raises his fist. And it's kind of like Prince Adam changing into He-Man, like, with the thunderclap <laughs> and everything. Like, so he puts his hand in the air. <laughs> And bang, he's leader one, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Crasher becomes Scooter, which I wish she had to become Turbo because yeah. there could have been this great existential crisis for her of, like, I, I hate looking in the mirror now. But she becomes Scooter, uh, Copter becomes Turbo, and they kind of do that same thing where it's it's both voices at once. Yeah, and, and Copter's, like, evil laugh. <laughs> it's, like, even more ridiculous. Oh, yeah, later he on, he's like, ahoy, 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 ahoy. Anyway, they fly to Unicom to attack it. Yeah, because they disguise Thruster as the command center, and even though it's just an illusion, remember he said that, uh, Unicom... Oh, wait, wait, sorry, Paul, I said they attack it. That's not till later. They they come back and pretend... Uh, yeah, I totally fucked that up. They pretend that they're the the Guardians returning yeah. from saving this ship. I said they attack. That that comes later. Spoilers! <laughs> yeah, and even though this is just an illusion, apparently Unicom's sensors detect it as the real command center, which is... Interesting. By the way, it lands and the humans go out to meet them and uh, Matt's like, hey, you guys weren't gone for very long and Leader One's like, ah, yeah, their check engine light was on. That's all it was. Just loose gas cap. Happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, so they go inside, and of course, General Newcastle has a, a renegade detector. This is just another pointless scene. It doesn't need to exist in this episode. He's like, check it out. I'll turn it on. And he turns it on, and it goes nuts. And Leader One's like, obviously, it doesn't work, and blows it up to, quote, avoid confusion. <laughs> yeah, because the general's like, what the fuck, dude? But the cycle Leader One says, well, it's our job to detect renegades, not yours. So then they fly out and just decide they're going to start to destroy this is when they just start to destroy the uh, guardian's reputation and they basically cause a bit of a hassle on main street yeah they're swooping and diving at people in the street and they they swing down like that and they go kiosk and fancy crazy and the people start yelling and shaking their fists and crash your scooter blasts a water tower on top of a building and this ridiculous amount of water comes down yeah then they go to a tv station uh they come in start smashing shit up and the station guys oh my god leader one oh my god and he gets scared and then we have a commercial break but when we come back leader one making quotes here uh says we're taking over earth and blows up the camera yeah but even though the guy is behind the camera and he sees the signal disappear in front of him but like what 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 did he shoot? Ah. Like, anyway, it doesn't matter. Then they blow up an oil refinery. And the one guy there is just like, I can't believe the Guardians would do something like this. And meanwhile, the real Guardians on the real command center in the real Sector 45, I presume, they realize, ah, we've been had, and they do the me too, me three bit, like, oh, I agree, whatever they say, and then they head back to Earth fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we go to the Renegades at the New York Stock Exchange and uh, I actually I like the cycles like, we're going to the center of the world economy. Okay, American writer. Yeah. But I guess maybe in the 80s it was yeah, kind of close it, to it's that. It's pretty close. Yeah, you gotta admit. But anyway, um, I, yeah, I'm looking at this with a 2020 lens. But anyway, uh, they go in and somehow blowing up some of the screens in the NYSE uh, destroys the global economy. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, yeah, they blow up the trading floor. And then we cut to the UN who decides the Guardians are a menace. We're kicking them off Earth. Yeah. Is this the president? 
like, it, it kind of looks, looks like him. him. And it's Frank Belker doing the voice again. But does the president address the General Assembly of the United Nations? Like I thought, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm shocked that this episode hasn't gotten global politics correct. <laughs> They're going to banish the Guardians from Earth. And everyone agrees. That's a great idea. Yeah. Like Nick, AJ, General Newcastle and Matt, like they all sw- uh, turn real quick because leader one calls in. He's like, hey, there's been a real big mix up. Can we land and explain? And they're like, no, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> so then he says, all right, we're leaving. Goodbye forever. Yeah, it's like the exact same bit as before with Psykill, uh, where it's like, goodbye forever. Yeah, he's, yeah <laughs> somehow when Leader One says it, it sounds like a petulant toddler. <laughs> goodbye forever. Slam. Uh, anyway, Psykill's uh, celebrating the Guardian's banishment, and uh, then Dr. No says, oh, that's great, but we need to attack humanity now before they realize what's going on and call the Guardians back. Yeah, and over on the command center, it's the same as before with Psykill, like, because Leader One said, you know, goodbye forever. And then his lieutenant's like, what What the fuck, dude? Like Crasher was with Psykill before. And Leader One says, ah, I just fucking lied to them. We're not leaving. And that's just what Turbo wanted to hear. And then we play the exact same two scenes of Psykill celebrating yeah. the Guardians gone. And like, this is... You can tell it's a screw up because we cut back to that scene with the renegades and kind of come in halfway through Crasher's dialogue. Mm. And then when we go to the next Guardian scene again, it extends a little longer where the Guardians actually fly back to Earth and then park on the bottom of the ocean floor, which that was kind of a neat idea. Yeah, they they send their fat ass to the bottom of the sea. And (laughs) inside the real command center, uh, Turbo thinks that he can convince the humans that they've been framed. And so he he heads off to... uh, Take care of that, I guess. Yeah. Now, I first I thought this was Matt's house, but I remember how cool Matt's house was from yeah. the first few episodes. So I'm going to assume this is like AJ's apartment. Yeah. Uh, but they get <laughs> a ring on the doorbell. And it's Turbo. And he's like, hi, guy. So Matt, who just asked, uh, I what love are you that doing? he called him guy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to another episode of the podcast within a podcast, The Ways I'd Like to See Nick Die podcast. In today's episode, Turbo comes to Matt's door and Nick and AJ run up too and Nick tells Turbo he ought to be ashamed for all the damage he's caused and Turbo says, you have to believe me, Matt. Uh, Gee, it's hot out here. And he reaches down and picks Nick up and wipes his forehead with him and then rings him out like a wet towel then wipes under his arms and rings him out again and hands him back to Matt who throws him in the washing machine. And there we have way number 156, how I'd like to see Nick die. And that was the podcast within a podcast, The Ways I'd Like to See Nick Die podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Turbo's there, and he does say, Hi, guy! Uh, Guy. (laughs) Yeah, kind of perfect. But yeah, after a bit, he convinces them... Actually, doesn't he doesn't even convince them. There's literally a point where he says, what can I say to convince you to help us? And AJ goes, eh, maybe we should help him. He didn't say anything. Anyway, um, they they jump uh, in him. They head off. And then we go to thruster landing in the wilderness. And I don't know if the pilot's drunk or just crazy, <laughs> but this thing fishtails in and drops down. <laughs> Yeah, they brought in Pete Conrad to land this fucking thing, and that's pretty good for a Navy landing, Pete. And now with no disguises, they head off to take Unicom today and tomorrow the galaxy. Commercial break. And when we come back, uh, they've like kind of broke, they break into Unicom. Uh, There's a neat bit where Copter blows out uh, looks like an anti-aircraft gun and they fly through the the damage he blew through the wall um they've they've got some humans they're keeping as hostage although again there's another weird edit where they 
they had these humans subdued, and then it cuts up to the renegades, and they just get fired at for a bit, and then in the next cut, they're reacting as if nobody fired on them, and Dr. No is told to go hack the Unicom computers. Yeah, and back on the command center, the Guardians are watching footage of the attack on Unicom, and they realize that the scooter they're seeing is using blasters. What? Because we learned last time, Scooter doesn't have blasters, even though I'm sure we've seen him shoot shit before. I'm sure we have, but... Well, he dies in the opening credits of every episode. Exactly, exactly. But (laughs) I wish they had have used the footage back when he shot the water, or Crasher, she shot the water tower, just because it would be, like, great if the setup had come in the first act. Oh, okay, yeah. It would have just been a little more clever. This isn't a bad episode. It could have been a little better. Anyway, the important thing is that Scooter uses the computer to analyze and basically figure out, oh, that's not Scooter. Duh. It's Crasher. (laughs) And now Leader One has the proof he needs, so they're going to head back to Unicom. You know, the place they just saw is under attack by the Renegades to straighten this out. Well, you might have a bigger priority when you get there, bud. But yeah, they're they're on their way. Well, they do because they get a, a, I guess they intercept a call from Unicom to everybody. uh, And it's like, hey, we need your help. So they get there and right away confront Psykill like at the front door. Yeah, and Psykill's surprised to see them. He's like, I saw you leave. (laughs) And they get into it with the blasting at each other, and the Guardians fly to the other side of the building, I guess. And Although Leader I will One, say, in a rare scene, it's actually the Renegades who open fire first. Usually the Guardians instigate shit. Yeah, like the Han shot first kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, Leader One tells Scooter, activate your holograms, and Scooter says, I know just the one. And he makes a hologram of, or sorry, a hologram of Courageous, <laughs> which Turbo then flies behind and opens fire with his blasters to give the, you know, sell the illusion that it's really courageous. Although... The legs and arms are empty. Yeah, there's there's no guardians in any of the appendages. Like, couldn't you just, you know, little finishing touch there, Scooter? Come on. But the fact that the renegades still react as if it's courageous would imply that they know, oh, he doesn't, or it doesn't need gobots in the arms and legs, which, anyway, I'm reading way too much into this. The important thing is that they flee. Yep, the cycle's like, this is ridiculous, and they fly off, and then... <laughs> But uh, then they get to Dr. Gohan, and he's like, uh, oh, you can't make me talk. And then Leader One threatens him with several centuries of hard labor on the moon of fire. He's like, well, maybe a little chat. Yeah, oh, real, like, man, Leader One is, I don't know. He's, I don't know if he's bipolar or what, but man, that guy just goes, he's, he's a 10 on whatever side of the spectrum he's on at that particular time. Yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) Dr. No confesses, yeah, it was all our idea. He lets Unicom know and clears the Guardians. And then Newcastle apologizes to them. He's like, well, never let it happen again. I'm going to recognize a Guardian the next time I see it. And then just like dicks. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, really? (laughs) Because they were actually talking to holograms the whole time. And the Guardians were looking around a door like kids. The Renegades trick the Guardians into heading to Sector 45 to rescue the crew of a ship that's running out of air. Er, fine. What isn't fine is that all the Guardians go to Sector 45. What's the point of all of them going? When you call a tow truck, all the boys in the shop don't pile in the truck like it's a clown car and come help. They send one, maybe two guys. If you're the Admiral of the Navy, you don't send the aircraft carrier if somebody's rubber dinghy gets blown off course. And it's apparently really far out there, too, Sector 45, so the problem might solve itself at least one way before they even get there and the ship isn't even under attack or anything just send nick and scooter in the command center rescue these guys and leave nick there 
But if the beings on this ship are a spacefaring race, wouldn't they have some kind of infrastructure in place to deal with situations like this? And wouldn't the Guardians question why they apparently don't have some kind of plan B for when things go sideways and the air starts to run out, like call a space tow truck or tell the crew to hold their breath or take their versions of Nick and throw them out the airlocks and they'll save Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers podcast show. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is In Search of Ancient Gobonauts. If you mm. want to listen to a podcast that is celebrating its 300th episode, then you should yeah. tune in for that one because it's going to be our 300th episode. Uh, we're going to do a few things and there might even be free stuff. <gasps> so make sure you tune in next time. Uh, and until then, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmacpherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review the previous 299 episodes of your show, <laughs> of our show on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them they can find all previous 299 episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com, and until the next episode, keep on transforming! See you next time! Me three.